Hello and welcome to the BPL podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Laser, and today we have a special 2018 staff picks edition of the podcast. So you'll hear from me and my favorite picks of the year, and then a few staff members and what books they read from this year and, and really enjoyed. So I couldn't narrow it down to just one album, I had to pick two from this year. Um, the first one being Room 25 by No Name. So No Name is a rapper out of Chicago. Room 25 is her follow-up to her debut mixtape, Telephone, which was great in its own right. Um, so the reason why I like Room 25, the instrumentation is more dynamic. So it features syncopated drums and, and keys that interact really well with No Name's understated yet poised delivery. Lyrically, No Name paints a compelling picture of herself as being flawed yet relatable. Here's an excerpt of the track Window off Room 25. It's like a remedy for nothing, it's me French and a tabby Me slapping up, me so Mississippi gets me till I drown Everybody thinks they know me Don't nobody really know me Me slapping up, me so Mississippi gets me till I drown Everybody thinks they know me Don't nobody really know me Quit looking out the window The other album I really enjoyed from this year is Landfall by Laurie Anderson and Kronos Quartet. So along with so many others, Laurie Anderson's entire life was uprooted by Hurricane Sandy in 2012. Landfall depicts her experience, anticipating the storm, her apartment flooding, the aftermath, along with a few dreamlike sequences. The expressive and angular strings of Kronos Quartet meld with the meditative electronics and Laurie's austere vocals to create a singular and powerful listening experience. Here's a really great excerpt from the track Dreams from Landfall. Don't you hate it when people tell you their dreams? You know, they say things like, I had this dream. There was this man and he was my father. No, 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 wait, wait. He was my uncle. No, 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 wait, he was, he was my father. No, I, I, wait, I'm not sure. And you say, please don't tell me your dream. They go on anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was my So those were a couple of my favorite music picks from this past year, Landfall and Room 25. Now let's hear from some of the other BPL staff members about what books they enjoyed this year. Hi, my name's Leanne, and one of my favorite books of the year was I Might Regret This uh, by Abby Jacobson. Comedian, artist, writer, co-star, and co-creator of Comedy Central's Broad City, Abby Jacobson takes her readers on an intimate journey through her grief after her first monumental breakup and first relationship with a woman. At 34, Jacobson processes the loss by documenting her three-week road trip from New York City to Los Angeles through a series of personal essays and drawings. Equally humorous and poignant, Jacobson speaks to anyone who has struggled with discovering who they are. Hi, this is Natalie, and my favorite books of 2018 are Be Prepared by Vera Braskal, which is a beautiful, funny, and sometimes heartbreaking middle grade graphic novel that follows a misfit girl's adventures in Russian camp and ultimately captures what it means and how it feels to not fit in. On a very different side of the spectrum, Sadie by Courtney Summers is a gut-wrenching and absolutely unputdownable young adult thriller. The story of Sadie, a girl chasing the truth behind her sister's death, uncovers painfully dark realities with unflinching honesty and beautiful, though sometimes brutal, prose. 
Good afternoon. My name is Debbie. I'm here to talk about my favorite book for 2018, which is There, There by Tommy Orange. Uh, Tommy Orange is a debut author, and There, There was on the long list for the National Book Award this year, although it didn't win. But I think this is a wonderful book. It's a um, all about what he calls the urban Indian uh, experience. It has uh, 12 different characters, all of whom are, for various reasons, heading to the big Oakland powwow. And it has, um, it both goes to the past, like it involves a couple sisters whose families were involved in the um, occupation of Alcatraz Island back in the 70s, I believe, and then also the repercussions on modern day. And then some of the characters are going there to try and find family members they've been separated from, and some people are trying to reconnect their heritage. Uh, one young man, he has learned how to do the traditional dancing through watching YouTube and is eager to go to participate. But a few of the characters are involved in some unsavory things and they're planning to rob the big Oakland powwow and it's about how all this plays out and I really enjoyed this novel because it shows the complexity of of their lives like both trying to deal with their problems and problems with alcoholism and domestic abuse but also like it's a hopeful novel about reconnecting to your heritage and I found it very moving and vibrant and compelling and I I think this would be a, a great pick for book clubs or for anyone looking for a, a good book to curl up with so that is my choice for 2018 There There by Tommy Orange. Hi I'm Hillary and this year I loved The Outsider by Stephen King. It starts out with a violent child murder that gets blamed on the town's Little League coach. Although the coach has a solid alibi, there's DNA evidence that indicates that he's the perp, so the police department decides to bring him into custody in full view of the public. The scene erupts into chaos and the coach is killed. Only after this does the lead detective, suspended now, begin to unravel the supernatural elements of the case and start to believe that the coach was innocent all along. Other murders are uncovered, spanning across the United States. I loved it because King's realistic characters and anticipating narration take you on a journey to discover how sometimes we are not failed by other men so much as we are failed by the limitations of our own experiences and imaginations. Hi, my name is Jordan, and my favorite book that I read in 2018 was Semiosis by Sue Burke. It's a sci-fi novel about um, colonists who are traveling to a new planet, um, and they sort of crash land and have to make do with the resources on the planet that they uh, have landed on. And this planet is lush with like all sorts of different types of plants and fungi and um, no people. But what they learn is that the plants are way smarter than they uh, should be or that they suspect at first. Um, the plants start learning how to communicate. And the story is told over like a series of vignettes generation by generation uh, from these colonists as the plants sort of grow and learn more about the humans um, and the humans learn about the plants. So uh, one of the really big sci-fi tropes is uh, people in space who learn to rely on AI, like artificial intelligence, too much. Um, and uh, this is sort of a, an interesting spin on that where the artificial intelligence is instead a plant. So these humans learn to... Uh, rely on the plants for food, uh, but the plants can be very, very dangerous at the same time. And they try to come to a mutual understanding to uh, survive over the course of several generations. 
Hi, my name is Catherine, and my favorite book for 2018 is For Everyone by Jason Reynolds. Um, this book is essentially a very long poem that the author originally performed at the Kennedy Center for the unveiling of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, and later as a tribute to Walter Dean Myers. When we first got this book in at the library, it came downstairs to the Youth Services Department, and I immediately read it cover to cover at the desk. It took me maybe 15 minutes, um, and I instantly fell in love with it and the message that it had, and went online and bought a copy of it for myself with the intention of reading this as often as possible as a reminder of the importance of imagination and following your dreams. Um, in the introduction, uh, the author says that he started this as a letter to himself to keep from quitting. One of the, the most striking quotes in this for me was, at 16, I thought I would have made it by now. Um, something that I, as an artist, have struggled with um, was this idea that I should have succeeded in some way by now. Um, and I haven't in the way I thought I would, but I have in so many other ways. Um, so this is really just a, a long inspirational poem about the process of dreaming and how important it is to, to follow your dreams without getting caught up in how those are going to end. Um, he says in this, dreams don't have timelines, deadlines, and aren't always in a straight line. So you just need to remember that things don't always happen the way you think they should, um, but they always happen the way they're supposed to, I guess. Uh, another thing I really liked about this book is he has an epigraph at the beginning from James Baldwin. It says, though we do not wholly believe it yet, the interior life is a real life and the intangible dreams of people have a tangible effect on the world. And I really, really, really like that. Um, just the idea of following your dreams and not listening to the people who tell you not to, really. Um, and even if it seems impractical at times, or as he quotes some, while talking to some kids, how foolish it is to be foolish, um, it's important to follow your dreams. And, and I really, really think that this is a great book for anyone um, who needs just that reminder to just keep going and your dreams are valid and important and you should keep following them. So, yeah, this is my favorite book for this year, For Everyone by Jason Reynolds. My name is Diane, and my favorite book of 2018 is Little Fires Everywhere, the second novel by Celeste Ng. One of the reasons I connected with the book is it is set in Shaker Heights, Ohio. I have been to Shaker Heights on many occasions, and it reminds me of my hometown, Bexley, Ohio, a small town with lots of stories. The story grabbed me from the first page, beginning with a house fire and questions, who said it and why? For some reason, I knew that this would not be your normal whodunit. I was not disappointed. An interesting plot ensues, supported by a rich tapestry of themes that Ing creates in the book. Racial tensions and family dynamics 
secret lives of teenagers and parents, the all-consuming force of motherhood, and the challenges of integrating into a well-established community as an outsider. The story is full of a wide range of well-developed and interesting characters, including a teenage set, a steadfast couple, a single mom, and of course, the city of Shaker Heights herself. As a bonus, there is an interesting crop of supporting characters. To quote one book reviewer, you know the feeling. With a certain kind of novel, you suspend all belief from the get-go. This world, this setting, these characters seem so real and inviting that you give yourself up to them completely. It's a bit like falling in love. And there you have it, our 2018 Bexley Public Library staff picks. Be sure to check out our Podbean page, where you can find links to our catalog for all of the albums and books we discussed today. And that's all the time we have for the BPL podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Laser. Have a good one. Bye.